Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Screen. My name is Quinn Hobbit. I'm Matthew Pincallo. And I'm Major Howison. And today we have a very special episode. We have on Zoom call Caroline Taylor, who is a commercial pilot for American Airlines. And uh, we thought we'd interview her and uh, kind of begin to understand the differences between the flying you may see in Hollywood and actual flying. Mm-hmm. So uh, Caroline, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Oh, well, thank you for having me. Um, yes, I started flying when I was uh, 14 um, out in the Cayman Islands. And um, and now, you know, I work, work my way up the ranks. I, I flew a 727 for eight years. And uh, then I took a break and had two children. I've got two boys. They're um, 12 and 15. And um, uh, then I got back into flying, flew for American Eagle for a couple of years, and then JetBlue. And now I'm, you know, where I, where I want to be with American Airlines. Awesome. Um, so you started flying when you were 14, you said? Yes, I did. So wow. did, did you, did, were your parents pilots or like, how'd you get into that? My, my father had his private license. Um, okay. So, you know, he inspired me. Um, and living in the islands, you're all, I lived in the Cayman Islands, so I was always jumping on airplanes. So um, Nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, what's your experience been, uh, you know, like for, for commercial flying during the, the pandemic? Like, how has that, how's that been different? Oh, it's been very different. Um, yes, it's, uh, everyone's, for the most part, everyone is complying and wearing their masks. Um, but now and, now and again, we do have passengers who, who resist and, you know, we have to take them off the plane. So we, we return to the gate if people don't behave. Is that the, is that the pilot's job to do that? Or is that more like airport security? Um, once we've, uh, if we're at the gate and the, the door is open, then it's um, the gate agents and security deal with them. But once okay. we close the door, then it becomes our, our issue. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so we prefer to deal with it before we push back. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So have you seen a lot of uh, flight movies? Well, I, I have, um, I've, I have seen Sully and I did watch a little bit of flight, but, mm-hmm. okay. um, there are reasons that I, t- that I stopped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. It is. Um, well, appropriate. Um, let's get down to meat and potatoes. Uh, so <laughs> basically, um, Hollywood's version of flying. So like in the movie solely starring Tom Hanks. Uh, which is based on a true story, I believe. Um, there's lots of cinematic, I guess, action shots of a plane landing in the Hudson River. Uh, mm-hmm. So how, how from, from what you've seen from that movie, how, uh, how realistic was that portrayed in the movie as it would be in real life? I mean, Sully, that was the movie. Um, yes, the, the crash was that that's what happened, but it was dramatized. You know, they, they never tried to, you know, as we say, hang him, you know, he did a great job and, and the FAA did not try to um, tell him he didn't, but the movie is, you know, they, they got to sell the movie. So yeah, completely dramatized. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you- they made um, the FAA kind of seem like the bad guy in the movie. Yes. Well, sort they, of they, taking the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they, they made they made it look like Sully didn't do a good job as well in, in part of it. 
mm-hmm. and he did. He did a good job. So in real, like in real life, they he was actually treated a lot less harsh, and he actually was praised more than Correct. Luffy. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So and then in flight, there it's a similar theme to uh, solely where the pilot had landed plane in a nosedive disaster, and um, so. In flight, it's not a true story, but he was revealed to be an alcoholic, and he was resp- and he was held responsible for the crash. And although we know that's a system malfunction, it's not. It wasn't his fault. Do a pilot's personal lives play like a bigger role in the profession than other jobs? Um, in in the movie Flight, you're saying, right? Yeah. Then so because he's like he was alcoholic, and people thought oh. that could have affected, which they have. <laughs> they have a right to think that, that it could have affected how, um, why everything was going wrong. Yeah. Like since, since you're piloting a aircraft full of, you know, like, uh, yeah, a hundred people, uh, that, that would put a lot more responsibility for you as a person to, uh, kind of, I don't know. It, it, it just dictates a lot more of your, I guess, personal life. Oh, absolutely. You know, we all have to, we all take this very, very seriously. Um, you know, I'm sure there are some pilots, you know, struggling, um, but we have programs out there to help them. And, you know, I can assure you that, you know, nobody ever flies, you know, having had, had drinks, but, you know, people's personal lives, you know, um, there can be problems and, but we have programs out there to help them. So, but no, you're not going to see what happens in that movie flight. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't happen on the line. <laughs> uh, well, what kind of other sacrifices do you, do you have to make as a pilot to your, to your profession? Um, well, you know, big ones for me are missing, um, you know, holidays, Christmas, birthdays, you know, we, mm-hmm. we have to shift, shift things, you know, I might, I might be home, you know, the day after Christmas, or, you know, I might celebrate my, my children's birthday, you know, a week early. Um, so uh, family time, you know, it's, it's hard on a family, but, um, but then there are some good, there are some pluses, you know, we get to travel all over the world for, you know, very little money. So, oh, yeah. you know, I take my children to Paris for spring break and they're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. My mom, she works for Alaska Airlines as a CSA, um, oh. like solely for the benefits because obviously the pay isn't very good. Um, yeah. So like we get to fly wherever we want. It's in the, within the United States, but for free, which is oh, that's basi- free. basically free. Yeah. yeah. I think we just pay the tax. I'm not exactly Taxes. sure. Yes. That's what yeah. we do as well. We okay. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. And, Cause you also get to fly first class sometimes and oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. I know. Uh, it's so it. nice yeah that's <laughs> you great get, you get spoiled <laughs> yeah so I've talked to, I've talked to other pilots and they their schedules like obviously vary every month but mm-hmm. a lot of them said that they only worked like 15 days um in a row and then like they have 15 days off each month yeah. is that sort of how it's like the few yes I mean I I don't usually I don't do 15 in a row um but I'll do I'll do three or four and then I'll be off three or four. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, this is a, this trip, um, this is a three day trip. And um, so I'll be home in the morning and then I've got three days off. So, um, and. Oh, so you fly, are you flying? You're actually flying tonight? I am. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yes. I, I flew in last night from, um, well, I started in Miami, went to Charlotte. And then we came across to Seattle. We landed about seven o'clock last night. Nice. 
yeah so I'll, I'll have a nap this afternoon and, and then how how do you deal with them what are they called when when you get somewhere at jet like lag. 10 o'clock yeah jet lag how do you deal with that oh that must be brutal yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's tricky you know like i i told my sister-in-law um alex's mom i'm like yeah i'm gonna have to go to bed at three o'clock she's like three o'clock <laughs> so <laughs> you just kind of have to you know force yourself and you know you try to stay on home base time so you know mm -hmm. i'm east coast so i but when you're flying red eyes you know you just do the best you can yeah over the years have you gotten more used to the jet lag yes i have um and i i don't fly um you know i don't fly to europe yet um i hope to in the next couple of years mm -hmm. but, um the pandemic has has kind of messed up that plan for now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've laid off 1,600 pilots. Oh, geez. wow. Wow. Yeah. So how long have you been working for American? I've been with American for four years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And are, I, I'm sorry, I don't really know much about uh, piloting, but are you, are you the, uh, are you the captain? captain? No, I'm the first officer. Okay. It goes by seniority. So, um, well, if the pandemic hadn't hadn't struck us, probably in the next two years, I could have made captain on a um, narrow body, but yeah. um, it it'll be a little bit longer now. So. Yeah, but it's you know we 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 switch up the legs. So like um, the captain flew it into Seattle last night, and I'll fly it down to Miami tonight. So we just we alternate. All right. Um, do you have to build like a, a pretty close relationship with your? with your captain or does it just kind of switch off all the time? Um, yeah, you know, for the most part, we're all pretty similar and we have, um, you know, standard operating procedures. So it, it's pretty amazing. You can get in, you're, you always meet someone new every time you go to work, really. Mm -hmm. And um, you jump in the cockpit and, you know, we just have our standard procedures. So even though I've never met the guy, it just flows because he has his script. I have my script and we know what we're doing. So, um, and yeah, now and again, you'll, you'll run into someone you don't quite, you know, gel with, but you, you just <laughs> stay professional and just get the job done. Yeah. Okay. What's one of the most, have you ever had a really kind of scary moment when flying or I don't know like what one, you define as scary, but or one like, of the craziest. Yeah. Moments. One of the crazy flights or passengers. Exciting. I think my worst was um, when I was flying the 727 and this was a long time ago. This was about 18 years ago and I was a flight engineer. Um, we don't even have engineers anymore, but yeah. they're the guy who sits sideways. Yeah. And uh, we lost an engine taking off out of Freeport, but we lost it right at rotation. Mm. And um, that's the most critical point. So <sighs> we were heavy. We were going to Chicago and from the Bahamas and, oh. uh, yeah, and it and the engine it didn't just fail; it started coming apart. So the whole fuselage was shaking, and it, it sounded so, like someone had a jackhammer. So yeah. a lot of noise, and the plane wasn't climbing. So and that was after rotation. Yes, it was right Jeez. after rotation. So we were committed, um, you know. We, we and uh, so we I started dumping fuel. Uh, we could do that back then. Now nowadays we we. We don't dump fuel. It's yeah. the environment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we came back around and landed. But uh, oh, that, wow. that got my heart going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, so in 
so back to flight, um, I'm going to read you a quote from IMDb. So it says, the accident in the film was inspired by a real life disaster, the crash of a can you unhighlight this? Oh, Thank you. Sorry. Okay. Uh, the crash of Alaska Airlines 261 on January 31st, 2000. Uh, some dialogue in the film closely resembles the CBR transcript. Like in the film, the pilots of Alaska 261 rolled the airplane to an inverted position to try to stabilize the flight. Unlike the film, however, this did not assist them in recovering the aircraft. Um, and it also says the root cause of the crash was found to be inadequate maintenance of the airplane stabilizer jack screw. So... It's in the movie Flight. Um, I don't know how far you went, but did you see where they were actually facing problems? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't <laughs> really watch the whole thing. I do know that it was very dramatized and I can't imagine. I mean, you don't roll, you know, passenger aircraft. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I just watched it last night and it was it's it's like a like a 15 minute, you know, uh, like sequence of just pure like like action and drama like it's it's yeah. kind of like one of those like white knuckle scenes but um so so you 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 don't actually like kind of do those kind of maneuvers in a no, passenger not <laughs> and our emergencies not very common our emergencies are not um they're not like that at all you know it's very calm you know we have our checklists and um it's busy you know the the cap we always delegate one person to fly it's like okay you know if you have an engine failure it's like okay your aircraft your radios and i'm going to work the problem the other person so you've got one guy flying and talking and trying to get back to the airport and the other one's running the checklist trying to restart the engine or do what he needs to do but and talking to the passengers and the flight attendants but it no it's it, it it's calm <laughs> yeah um but so they i didn't know that they actually did do that in a real commercial like in alaska in 2000 alaska airline what was it flight i'll have to finish watching yeah. the movie <laughs> no no yeah oh yeah you should definitely um and then for those who don't know including us uh what is do you know what they mean when they say inadequate maintenance of the airplane to stabilize your jack screw. So what is that exactly? Um, well, the jack screw is, is back in the tail. And um, okay. so you've got that um, horizontal stabilizer, and then you've got vertical here, and it's kind of like in, in here. And um, inadequate maintenance, I guess they're just saying um, it, it, it wasn't uh, checked, it, it, um, you know, but that, mm. That doesn't happen. We, you know, we have, especially like Alaska Airlines, that very reputable. So, I, I can't imagine it was inadequate maintenance. Mm -hmm. Okay. The stabilizer jack screw. Does that? Um, what does that control? Does that control like the elevators well, or the airlines? This, this stabilizer, um, you know, uh, trims us. Um, the jack screw. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a mechanic, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all holds it all together back there. So, okay, interesting. <laughs> I have a very crucial question. Um, have you ever landed after turbulence and have people clapped oh. <laughs> in the plane? <laughs> and how many? And how many times have people clapped during that? You know, people used to clap a lot in the old days. Uh, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you, they they did. But everything's a little more serious right now. Yeah. So, no, yeah. Um, 
but yes, you know, you do a smooth landing and you hear clapping. Um, and yeah, I think people, if they do have a turbulent flight, they're just relieved to be on the ground. So, yeah. yeah. Did, can you hear everything like that goes on outside the cockpit? Um, no, we, we, we can tune in, we, we can listen to the announcements, uh, but no, we, we can't really hear much. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, do you want to ask this, this one? This one? Uh, about 7200 since you just watched this one. Have you seen the movies um, 7200? Oh, sorry, 7500. 7500. I haven't, no, I'm sorry. Okay. No, <laughs> so, yeah, basically in the movie, there's these terrorists that make knives um, out of wine bottles and they attack the flight attendants and mm. they take control of the aircraft. Um, have you, do you remember any other incidents besides this, um, besides, you know, the big one like 9-11? And do you know any, how airlines have changed um, their protocols since um, just any big terrorist events? Well, yes, we've, we've had a lot of changes. I mean, another one that I remember was the shoe bomber. Do you remember him or he? Oh, I remember that. I don't. Uh, I do not. That's, that's why now you have to take your shoes off when you go through security. Oh, yeah. Um, we do have a lot of uh, protocols in place um, since since 9-11. We have a lot, but unfortunately, I can't tell you about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, we, we have so many, um, so many measures in place. And thankfully, um, it's keeping us all safe. Mm-hmm. Is the cockpit door bulletproof? It is, yes. Mm-hmm. And it Whoa. used to not be, right? That's correct. Yeah. That is, yeah. That is cool. And, and then uh, the one thing that, you know, obviously I can tell you is, you know, pilots, we're never alone in the cockpit anymore. So, um, and that is because of German wings. Do you remember German wings? Uh, one pilot went back to the bathroom and uh, the other pilot decided to nosedive it into the ground. Oh, I remember and that, so, yeah. So now we're never alone. If, if I need to use the bathroom, then a flight attendant will come up and, um, and she'll be in there uh, with the other pilot until I return, so. So that way someone doesn't nosedive it. I just thought they wait outside of the cockpit door to make sure no one like yeah. touched it. Yeah, we, do, we have all that as, as well, but yeah, so everyone, oh, is, wow. everyone is on. Uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's a, you know, if you just want to go to use the bathroom. It's quite a big ordeal, you know, <laughs> yeah. but um, keeps us all safe. Okay. Uh, one, uh, one of the uh, last questions here. Uh, what do you enjoy the most about being a pilot? Oh, I love, uh, you know, seeing different places. Uh, every day is different, you know, I mean, mm. goodness, this morning I woke up in Seattle and, um, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Greatest place that. in the world. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and the view from their home is amazing. Um, so, yes, I love that I'm in different places. Um, you know, I, I get into a routine. I usually always go to the gym in the hotel. Um, what else? Um, I go skiing on my layovers. Uh, so it's, it's a good life. And it, it's... Um, wow. You know, it's nice to also be off, say, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday um, at home. I can do things with my kids after school and, you know, it's mm-hmm. good. Good life. So do you ever take your family with you whenever you're actually like flying a plane? Or are you allowed to do that? 
I have done it. Um, it's a little tricky because, you know, if it fills up, then, yeah. you know, then they're stuck. Um, oh, that's another thing yeah. to keep in mind is that we, we don't get free tickets. We have to wait on standby. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. So, it's oh, so you only can, can get on the plane for free if no one else will hop yeah, on. If, yeah. If there's if yeah. open seats. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Most or at least Alaska, they have a system where we can see uh, whether yes. or not. Yeah, that's right. You see the list. And yeah, exactly. You're on it. Um, so um, and I just and I love flying. I mean, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it feels pretty good when you, you know, power up and you blast down that runway. And- yeah. <laughs> Gives you a bit of adrenaline. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. So could you. Uh, Final question. Us- oh, yes. Yeah. This is one wanna- of the final questions. Uh, <laughs> could you tell us about how like how you worked your way up to your commercial license? Like, did you go through uh, the Air Force? You might have answered this question when you were introducing yourself, but. Oh, there's no, um, I was civilian. Um, okay. And I did my flight training in Florida. Um, I did my college with Embry-Riddle. I did my college online. Um, and I built my flight, after you get your um, licenses, you need to build your flight time before really you could start flying for a regional airline. So I did that working for a small company in the Bahamas, flying little props and um, did that for about a year. And then I was fortunate enough to get hired on the 727 as an engineer. And I did that for a year and a half and then I was put in the right seat. Nice. And um, yeah, I have, you know, probably close to 10,000 hours now. So oh, okay. quite a few. <laughs> was it like pretty expensive to get, like once you get your private, uh, pilot's license it's pretty expensive to get all those hours to for your commercial license isn't it um it is yeah flying is it's expensive um but it pays off you know when, if you can get the licenses and then you get your job um, mm-hmm. most people build their time flight instructing so you know if you okay. can up, after your commercial you get your, your flight instructor's license um i have that as well i i don't really use it but i keep it up Every two years, I have to do a course to keep it up to date. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so in closing, would you recommend a career as an airline pilot for uh, young people like us? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Most definitely. You know, you see the world and, you know, it gets you out of a, a cubicle in an office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. It's exciting. You meet people, you see the world and... But you have to you have to love flying to do it yeah. because there are some sacrifices. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And then you think that your path would like civilian would be the best way uh, as opposed to like Air Force or the Navy. Oh, I think Air Force and Navy are great. You know, if you can if you can go that route, um, it, it's really good because they'll help you pay for it as well. Mm-hmm. That's so. true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us and answering all our questions. Well, thank you. I, I'm sorry. I probably wasn't too helpful with the movies, but no, um, no, you, were, you were great. Yeah. I enjoyed talking to you all. Of course. Uh, have a nice rest of your day and a uh, safe flight. If, and um, we hope to talk to you soon. Great. Uh, good luck with your flying and good luck with much. all of you. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. So Matthew, you, you obviously want to be a pilot. So, um, what, uh, for 
for Caroline, she, she likes to travel and see the world. Um, how come you want to be a pilot? Is it, is it similar things? Um, well, yeah, definitely. Cause with my mom's benefits and like traveling a lot, it's, it's like probably the best years of my life. Actually, it, it most definitely is the best years of my life. Let's with go. Being able to travel anywhere um, we want. Mo- mostly Disneyland. Mostly Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> we go there like, actually not anymore. Not right, we go there, like every weekend. Well, we want like every week. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. You just wouldn't show up sometimes on Friday. And yeah, then I'd be like, where are I'm you? I'm just going to Disneyland this Friday. Yeah, that's literally how it was. Um, <laughs> that's actually so cool. That's really cool. And then also just like the adrenaline rush, like Andrew was mentioning uh, with Caroline. The adrenaline rush of like when you take off and I don't know, you just feel whenever Get prepared see, like, to clap. Pilot, you just have so much respect for them because of how That's many fast. years of training they went through. Yeah. And like back then they were like pretty much celebrities, like like in the eight seventies and eighties. Well, all pilots are so humble. I mean, here in Caroline, yeah. she's you know, it's like oh, it's yeah. no big deal, but you know, yeah. like whenever they fly, they're protecting two hundred souls. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if they mess up, that costs you, you know, two hundred lives. Exactly. so it's it's you know and they and a lot of them don't have any stress or they just do it like any normal job exactly well yeah because the planes are so like advanced now that the pilot's main job is is to kind of take off and land and then, but those are the two most deadly parts yeah yeah, yeah i know yeah. but um they might even have autopilot for taking off and landing you know, they, so. they don't they they don't they don't do that because they do have that for if it's like really actually if no, it's, it's foggy and you can't see but if it's most really of the times conditions they actually oh. take over yeah but most of the times if you do that you're just called a lazy pilot because like, well, you have to learn you know you have to yeah. be able to do it without autopilot well the autopilot's probably like smoother than like a, a human holding the thing because then you're subject to like that's what i thought when i spoke with another pilot he said that it was they actually have to take over if it's like really rough conditions because well, the autopilot yeah. will just go their default way and then it was a normal condition i guess we're gonna need caroline back well i mean caroline. i mean in the b movie uh oh, gosh, were, please don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 with the b movie do you remember the end scene where they were in the plane and vanessa and barry were like in the cockpit and it was like through a storm it was like through hurricane katrina and it was just on autopilot and it was doing fun. Yeah, I also remember the part where the bee started talking. That yeah. part was also really realistic as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> it's it's not plane movie, it's bee movie, so. Don't make me do it. Well, according to the flight of aviation, or according to all laws of aviation, I don't I forget the start yeah. of it. On our interview question, all laws of aviation, there's no way that a bee should be able to fly. Yeah. On our interview questions, we have a picture of Markiplier mm. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's very distorted. Why would you mention that? It's just so our audience will know. He's kind of buff. It's, he, but, yeah, I, I thought that too. He's, he's built. Mark, yeah, he's built. Markiplier, please be on our show. We would love I to talk about out. FNAF. <laughs> we will talk about FNAF. Okay, do we think this is a good spot to end it? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... That was our first interview, so if you guys like that, feel free to well, no, reach out to us. We've had other interviews on the show. Have we? Yeah. The, yeah. The movie guys. The movie guys? Yeah. Remember when we... Oh, when yeah. That's true. The screen. But yeah. this is our first live interview. Show, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. First live um, interview. If you guys like more of these, then feel free to reach out to us. Um, yeah. If you're cool and interesting, we'd love to interview you, but 
precise. Uh, I, mean, I mean, even if you just like movies a lot, we we'd love to have you on the show, mm-hmm. and you can uh, talk about some movies. We can we can spit facts. Oh yeah, together. And if you guys know anyone that is in the film industry, yeah. If you know or pilots, yeah. If you know uh, JJ Abrams, yeah, please. JJ Abrams. Oh, mm-hmm. I I also know him. I have him on my phone. I don't really I text. talk to him. He uses lens flares too much and. Just, that's ruined it for me. He uses what? Oh, lens flares. That's what we should start doing. I heard a story where he, um, you know, Shrek, which came out in, in 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's that scene where Shrek and Donkey are in like Lord Farquaad's uh, like village and they walk underneath this kind of like bridge gate thing into the main square. Did that cost him like? And the, yeah. And the camera like pans down and there's this lens flare. I heard a story that J.J. Abrams bought that lens flare from Shrek and then just used it in, in every right. one of his movies. But but I'm pretty sure he bought it for a lot. It was like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a, a ton, ton of money wow. or something. Good for him. All right. So that is um, all the time we have for this episode. Yeah. Thank you. Huge thanks to Caroline. Yeah. Um, we were, and Alex, our friend who and his aunt's mom. that Yeah. Mom's <laughs> aunt. Mom's no, no. It's just aunt. aunt. Alex's aunt. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Alex, for giving us this, and uh, we'll see you guys next week here on behind the screen. I'm Penalva. I'm Matthew Miala, and I'm Andrew Howison. Yeah. If you catch me at the border, I go visa.